0: Welcome to the 21 Virtues Podcast. I'm Jock, and I'm here to help you ignite and awaken the spiritual warrior within from the wisdom and the virtues of the ancient warriors. You'll hear from individuals who have overcome adversity, who have triumphed over trauma, who have transformed their lives with the power of the warrior spirit, inspiring you to do the same. So join me as we ignite the transformation of your life, bringing all the pieces together in mind, body and soul so you can live as the spiritual warrior you were meant to be. Now, let's dive into our episode. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, or good evening, wherever you are. There's an old story that goes something like this. There was a a traveller. And he gets to New York and he gets out of the, he gets out of the taxi, he gets out of the cab that he's in. And he meets this person. And little does he know that this person is a very famous musician. And he asks this person, he says, I'm trying to get to Carnegie Hall. How do I get to Carnegie Hall? And the person waits. And he's silent. He's silent for so long as he's thinking. And the traveler gets annoyed at this because he seems like he's in a rush. And he's still waiting. And eventually the person, the famous musician, he doesn't know as a famous musician, responds to him. Practice is how you get to Carnegie Hall. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jock here and this is 21 Virtues. Let's dive right into it. No matter who you are or your gender, whether you're a leader, executive, CEO or entrepreneur, if you feel that you have a greater purpose in life, then My21Virtues program is for you. This program features one-on-one mentorship with myself, blending the powers of the spiritual warrior wisdom with the real world to ultimately transform your life from inside to out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And if you haven't guessed that uh, what we're actually talking about today, we're actually going to talk about practice. And this will be a, a short a little short lesson that we have today. And uh, we're going to kind of dive right into this whole idea of what practice is. So if you imagine just sit with yourself for a moment and just imagine what does it mean to practice something what does it mean to practice something for you when we think about practice as was in that little parable that little story and I'm sure that that story has been spoken millions of times different, you know in different ways you know it, it could be a famous drummer it could be a famous musician it could be anything the reality is is that there's a seed of truth in that story And that's what it is. is It's about practice. And when we think about practice, what does it conjure to you? What do you think about it? What does it mean to you? Mostly when we think about doing a practice, we are thinking about learning something, learning some theory, learning a skill. And we practice that skill to become better at it. But here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen, is that whilst we practice a skill to become better it doesn't necessarily mean that that skill is going to last as a lifetime. More often than not, a skill is something that's temporary. We use it to carry out what it is we need to carry out in that that act. For instance, you know, you 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 become skillful at shooting, or you become skillful with a bow and arrow, you become skillful with a sword, or uh, you become skillful as a singer, as a musician. And you practice and you practice and you practice to become better at that skill. And as you become better at that skill, then obviously opportunities open up. But that's not all it's about because, as I said, it's, you know, when you practice a skill to become better, it's very temporary. There comes a time when the musician doesn't play anymore and then that skill doesn't serve them. There comes a time when a footballer who uh, has practiced all his days, retires from the sport and can't do it anymore. Or a golfer who practices and practices to become better. And then he retires and that's it, he's used that skill up. So the reality is, is there's something that's fundamentally deeper that we must become aware of when we talk about practice. You know, samurai, many, many years, you know, in the samurai era and the Edo period and before that, ever since samurai ever existed, they they always tried to become one with their sword. The soul of the samurai was said to be in the sword. And many other warriors, knights, wanted to become one with their swords and to carry out their, their duties. So one of the things that we must consider is that practicing a skill is only a temporary thing. And it only serves you within the material world, only serves you in your material existence now. So what we try to do is we try to become more at one with our practice. And I wrote a parable about this. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because someone asked me about how often should I practice meditation? How often should I practice my spiritual tools that I have? And that kind of led me to go back into this whole theory of what really practice is. In reality, what we want to do is we want to become one with the practice. Why? We want to become one with the practice so that we don't think about it, so that we don't bring any conscious thought into our practice. We want to be able to be one with it, which means that we flow, we flow with the universe. The difficulties that we have, though, is when we're trying to become one with something, is that we get so caught up in the material world, in our minds we get caught up. We live in our heads most of the time and not in the mind. We don't understand the correlation of our mindset or our mind in, in relation to our material existence. We just kind of think that the material world is all about our thoughts and we must change our thoughts. But in reality, the thoughts preclude the mind. The the thoughts come after the mind. The mind is the psychological building blocks of reality. The mind is animated by divine mind. So most of the time when we live in our heads, we have conscious thoughts about, I must practice this, I must practice to get better. Got to practice to master the movement, the body mechanics, I must practice to master a technique in martial arts. But there has to come a time, ladies and gentlemen, where the practice has to fall away in the material and it has to become the spiritual practice, which means that we move and we flow with the natural ebb and flow of universal energy, just as a waterfall would flow through a river and flow over the gorge and fall to the floor. Nothing can stop it, it's it's part of nature. And even if it comes up against a boulder that's in the water, it will find its way around because nothing can stop the natural ebb and flow of that water. So the other thing is, is that when we practice something, we're also practicing from a theory perspective. There's many spiritual teachers out there that know a lot of theory. There's many business executives out there that know theory. We can go to a school and study and learn knowledge and learn theory. But learning the theory doesn't always make us one with our practice. You see, because most people can have so much theory in marketing, you can have so much theory about marketing. But if you don't practice for it to become one with you, then it doesn't have the power. It's, it's, it's got very little power. The only power that exists is the one that you focus upon in the material world. You're not bringing into reality the spiritual power, the divine power, Those that force that is the animator of everything, that is the divine spark in you. So when we think about theory or when we're talking about the theory that we learn, you can learn as much theory as you want. doesn't mean that you're going to be able to carry out what it is you've learned without the practice becoming one. You get good at a skill It's like flying a plane. You can learn the theory about flying a plane. But if you don't have the elements of the mindset and you don't have the faith and the trust and the belief in yourself, then what use is that theory? The theory is just intellectual knowledge that has no application. Because you're not through your awareness, you're not using that, you're not applying it in your life. Many people that you'll see that are out in the world are are theory, you know, I I call them, you know, theory hogs. They, They know so much theory and they spout theory, but they don't practice that theory in their everyday lives. They don't practice their spirituality. They don't practice to become one and understand the mind. When we take time to learn to meditate and our minds become busy, our conscious thoughts make us anxious and give us anxiety because we've allowed the conscious thought to come in and it creates a little bit of discord there. In reality, we should be absolutely delighted that we have had an awareness that our minds have become busy because we can only change anything in this life and this existence by awareness, by, under, by becoming to our awareness and recognising it, embracing that awareness and then taking action upon it. This boils down to anything that we do, whether it's prayer, whether it's meditation, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's anything to do with our emotions, uh, you know, other emotions, even kindness, there is an element that will consciously play a role within us, but we want that to drop away. We want that. We want to become free in our mind to not be controlled by the thoughts. We want to be the control, the observer and the controller of those thoughts because we want our practice to become one. How we do that is by understanding the power of our mind and working in harmony to control our mind, to recognize that the mind is divine essence, the divine spark that exists in us. So you should practice never to become better, but always to become one. How do we become one? We'll go into that in a minute. If you think about your mind as your weapon and your mind as your shield, your mind as your sword, as I maintained in that parable that I wrote, if anybody wants it, they can message me. or I'll put a link in, in these show notes. In that parable that I wrote, if you haven't read it, go read it. But there was a part in it that I mentioned the warrior with a sword was trying to cut through his makeshift enemy. makeshift enemy. Sorry, I couldn't do it until the wise man says, you're in your head, you're not in your mind. When we're in our head, we're given the power to our conscious experience and our conscious thoughts. And that can hinder us from becoming one. What he was saying was is that you need to let that go. You need to let that try and work through developing the mind to a level where you can move in harmony with nature. You can move in harmony with universal power, divine power, spiritual power, whatever you, you think of. So that the brain, the thought doesn't come into play. It is automatic. Certainly in my type of work and, and the other side of things I do, we're talking about a clear cognizant and knowing. There is no need to think about it because we react based on the situation through superconscious, subconscious, whatever it is, you know, moving through the spirit. And not allowing a conscious thought to come in that makes us question. Because when a conscious thought will come in, it will make us question. We can question that thought and we lose that time. The water that flows over through the waterfall has no thought. It just flows with the rhythm of nature. The wind and the breeze that is there outside of you, that is passing through you, it just does what it is. It's being the wind. It is being the water. It is being, nature, and it flows without conscious thought. Now, that might sound a little bit difficult to comprehend, but essentially any practice that we take on board, we want to practice it so that we become wind, we become water, we become spiritual essence because that's who we are and that we don't allow the conscious thought to allow us to question. We don't allow the conscious thought to hinder us in any way or to create discord or disharmony in any way. So we want to practice our meditation so that we become one with it. We want to practice the power of forgiveness through becoming one with the mind. This means that we wake up to a reality, to the awareness that everything is interconnected There is no separation whatsoever in anything. When you're the observer and you see everything around you and you recognize and you become aware that the tree that you're looking at is you and you're the tree, that it's made up of the same animating force that animates you. There is no separation from you. This is the first step in you coming to a realisation, a self-realisation of your divine power and becoming at one with your practice. Becoming at one with your practice also helps you in your power of discernment. So if you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, whatever you do daily in your life, if you hold this thought in your mind, that I want to become one. I want to practice to become one with what I am doing. I want to become one with my development. Even when you're eating food, you know, you practice with your knife and fork and when we're eating, we want to become one with it. There's no separation from it. When you're praying, one of the reasons that we our prayers are not strong is because we're praying exactly through theory, like that same thing. We're praying through theory. It's like the motivational speaker who stands on a stage and motivates you. And that's another episode that's coming up, by the way, but motivates you and gets you fired up. And he's given you all this tools and everything else, but he doesn't live it or she doesn't live it because their practice is only in theory, is developing that knowledge that they can share. Nothing wrong with it, but I would rather exemplify the way I live by being at one with my practice and that when I share that wisdom and I share that knowledge, that I'm coming from a place of oneness with no separation. I'm coming from a place of um, the practice in me is at one with everything else. So that when I teach and I give of my wisdom and the knowledge that I have gained over the years, that I know that I'm given it not only from my heart, but I'm also given it from knowing this clear cognizant, this knowing myself and knowing that I am forever trying to become at one with my practice, with your meditation, with your prayers, with your power of forgiveness, with how you're kind. You know, are you trying to be kind because it's the right thing to do? Again, that's another you know way we come from theory. So think about it. Not everybody who really understands, everybody that spouts theory that has loads of knowledge and can show that out there, doesn't necessarily mean they're at one with their practice. You guys out there, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you do in your life or what you aspire to, if the one thing that you can do each day is to practice becoming one, then life is going to become so much easier. You won't be coming from theory. You'll be coming from your heart and your soul. If you've got any questions, ladies and gentlemen, please reach out to me and go out there and practice, 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 and get to Carnegie Hall. God bless. Do you suffer from anxiety? Do you ever feel worthless, unloved, or that you have no purpose in life? What if I told you that you could change your life in just 21 steps? Start sowing the seeds of transformation instantly through in my 21 virtues program. Ignite your inner greatness with a curriculum that will teach you how to heal the mind, the body and the soul through ancient warrior wisdom. This one-on-one mentorship with myself will unleash the power that you hold within. You'll work through your blocks and you'll increase the divine power you hold internally. In 21 steps, I'll help you transform every area of your life, so you can achieve the greatness of the spiritual warrior inside of you. God bless. Thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening to this episode on practice. If you have any questions, then please reach out to me at 21 virtuescom And if you would like the giveaway, the parable that I wrote, then please message me and I will send it to you. I'll send you that link. There'll also be a link in the show notes. Make sure you listen to the other episodes that we've had, especially one with EJ Snyder and uh, my friend Walt McKinley and also Cliff, who had an amazing spiritual awakening, if you like, himself. Uh, when he faced the brink of death. So once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to 21 Virtues and I shall see you very soon. God bless. Make sure you're subscribed to the 21 Virtues podcast. To join the conversation, visit 21virtues.com where you can ask questions and join a growing community. Thank you for tuning into this episode and pushing your mindset beyond its limitations. Until the next time, be the warrior you were meant to be. God bless.